Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 62. In this episode, my friends and I talk about the recent Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe v. Wade. We talk about federalism writ more broadly, and we talk about the ensuing civil unrest. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, go ahead and give it a listen, and I hope you enjoy. Hey guys. It's not hot, it's just humid, you know. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's hot. It's just also humid. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Good. Just real quick question. Do you think you would enjoy it more if it was cold and humid? Uh, yeah. yeah, I I just put on a coat. Yeah. Yeah. No, we have cold humidity. I know, but it just feels like, uh, dank, you know? Super dank. Like cold, damp air. Yeah. Like a leaky basement. Yeah. Do you notice anything different about, about this film? Something's gone, or it was no, moved. The golf clubs are no, moved. No, something was put in. Um, chemicals. What? Yes. Chemicals were put in this film. And I'm supposed See? to notice that? Yeah. Why? Because you're not getting bitten. I never got bitten over here. Oh, okay, well. Well, do you remember you have your <clears> honey... Honey buns, honey, yeah. whatever. Oh, dude, I think I'm scratching myself in my sleep. Look at this. I was showing Travis. Oh this. my gosh, it's Freddy Krueger. No, I'm being serious. Like this, and then like a got a big scratch right here, a big scratch right here, and cut like a big scratch like right here. David, do we need to talk to you about self harm? No. Self harm. Funny because I. I, I just my... want to know who her name is. No. Or what dude, her name is. I'm saying like uh, I showed it to my parents. <laughs> my parents, the dad, the dad said the same thing. It's like, dude, stop cutting yourself. <laughs> Like that cut. doesn't make sense. Why are you scratching your upper thigh? Oh, I don't, legit don't know. He's scratching his and upper like thigh heel. with his opposite foot. <laughs> and like, yeah, I'm getting scratches, huh. dude. So, uh, what Hogwarts house are you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, well, I'm taking this test several times. It always goes back and forth, but like, most of the time, I'm a Slytherin. Mm. But the other times, sometimes, just sometimes, him, right? sometimes I'm away from claw. Yeah, Slytherin, that just means you're a bad person. Mm-hmm. And Eric, you're uh, blue barracudas. Blue barracudas. There were some good Slytherins. <laughs> there were some good Slytherins. I don't believe that. I've not seen one. You've seen the movies? Yeah. Maybe Snape. I think Snape was pretending to be a Slytherin. Because hmm. he was really only, emo. And yeah, but not only Snape. There's all the Slytherins. They're all good. Okay, who? Well, I can't say John it. John Slytherin? I can't say it. Oh, Voldemort. Honestly, from what he told me, it just sounds like Voldemort wanted a family. Dang. And he, he just had a, had a bunch of jerk teenagers say, ah, screw you, noseless. And that was it. Wow. Go up, bald head. Go up, bald head. <laughs> what the hell are you? I just, didn't Blue I say Oh, <laughs> I guess I didn't have to say. Gryffindor. Uh, I don't know about no, that. I would not say Gryffindor. I mean, I took a test just like you did, so Eric, that's what I'm going off of. You don't like doing things. That's true. Yeah. You gotta be brave. You're always so like scared of like dying. Scared of dying, or I'm real with the fact that death is around the corner. I think that makes me brave. You're spoken like a Ravenclaw. Yeah, it's a Ravenclaw. I would say you're a Ravenclaw. All right, fine, I'm a Ravenclaw. I took a test. It said Gryffindor. It's not like how I... How long ago? It's not like they put the hat on me and I said, no, please, Gryffindor. How, how long ago? 
when those things were popular. <laughs> so, so before you six? No, 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 not that far back. Uh, so it's probably like twenty thirteen. So you mean in college? Yeah. So like, so do I need to take it every <clears throat> ten years? Real question. Uh, when did those movies come out? The first one was like two thousand two, I think. Yeah. Two that. Yeah. Two thousand. And the last one. Two thousand. Did they? Did one come out every year? Uh, Just about. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, about, yeah. Dang, and... remember before COVID when, like, you just have another movie in the franchise come out every year? Yeah. Dang. I actually blame Harry Potter for what movies do now. A lot of movies do now. Or they split the, the last. Yeah. yeah. Like Harry Potter is the one who kind of invented that. I think they did it well, though. Oh, yeah. They def- they could not do it in one movie. They definitely could not have done it in one movie. No. I'll have to take your word for it. I'm a Christian. I don't watch yeah. those movies. There we go. <laughs> well, how's for you? Uh... Slippy-puff. Slippy-puff. Jigglypuff. Hufflepuffle. What else is Nicole? Um, I'm Gryffindor. I honestly don't know what uh, Nicole is. It's hard to place her. I feel like she would be Ravenclaw. Maybe Ravenclaw, but she's smart, but she's also like... Aren't Gryffindors also like they care deeply for others? Yeah, but that's more of a Hufflepuff. Maybe I'm a Hufflepuff. They're more of a people person. Eric, do you care deeply for others? Too much. Oh, they really? Yeah. Have I never seen this? It's because it's internalized. It's just internalized caring. I mean, I do. I was like, I don't. Talk you about say it you have faith without works. Show me your faith without your works, God and knows I will him. show you my faith by my. Oh, God knows. That's what you're God supposed knows. to show them to first and foremost. What is something that? smells like um, teen like spirit? Meat. Oh, meat. I don't have meat. Like ham. Well, we are technically meat. No, but like cooked meat. Yeah, yes, but like what type of cooked meat? Like, like, like a, a gyros meat. A gyros meat. Yeah. Gyros. Yeah. Interesting. Like gyros. Gyros. Yes. Yeah. See, if there was a miss <laughs> that everybody agrees with, gyros is the one. <laughs> I grew up saying gyro, yeah. but I grew up in Miami, wow. and uh, I don't know if there was a lot of Greeks, Turkish, Turkish, oh. Turkish, Turkish sand. Turkish Should sand. Turkey and Greece just get along? I think that Greece should take back what's theirs. Like the western half of Turkey? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, I don't really know if I... Oh, man, that, I, that could get I think really I just pissed off the one Turkish... Yeah, we should definitely talk about something less controversial. You right. say you like people. Yeah. Do babies count? Wait, we're talking about like actual babies or you mean just the fetus? Clusters of cells. Ah, if they're if I can't see them, do they really matter? So like, <laughs> that's everyone, everyone I'm not saying... from Uzbekistan doesn't matter because I can't see them. Well, do they? Yeah. So that means I know a guy from Uzbekistan. Really? They call him Becky because he's from Uzbekistan. No. I'm not even making that up. That sounds like you are making. I up. ask me afterwards. I'll tell you. Does Jesus matter? Actually, I met people from Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan. Huh? Does Jesus matter? Because he can't see them. Yeah, but he's like a god. A god. As the Jehovah's Witnesses would have him be. Yes. A mighty god, but not the almighty god. Even though I showed him a passage where it said that. Wow. Oh, okay. I thought you were making that claim. Yeah, I think you were making that claim too. I was like, what? No, that's what they say. Because they're like, see how it says uh, Jesus, he's... A mighty God, but of God, it says Almighty God. I said, "Well, let's go to Revelation," and then it says, "Look, that's Jesus talking." He says, "The Almighty." He's like, 
well, let's just go back here. <laughs> like, Let me take you back well, to John Wood again. That's what he did the whole time. And I'm like, look, I know you want to keep going, jumping and jumping, but let's stop here and let's actually talk about this. And, and uh, he didn't. We should, uh, I don't know any Jehovah's Witnesses, but it'd be fun to like, on the podcast. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. yeah people totally with other religion do you? Dude, you keep saying you're going to bring your friends yeah, on. But we could call it the atheism coexist. Atheism is a religion, though. The coexist. Atheism uh, is a religion, yes. Yeah, really? Yeah. I would call it a religion. I know yeah. people wouldn't, but I'm like, you don't understand the definition of religion. I thought the evidence, yeah. Uh, everyone has a religion. But... You know, great segue, Eric. So, <laughs> the Roe versus Wade yep. uh, decision was overturned this past weekend. Uh-oh. And David does not like that fact. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hang on. Come on, kill I I just want to say for the record, I did invite Miguel to be on this podcast. What happened? He said he had plans tonight. Oh, oh baloney! He had plans tonight. No, he Bull-oney. didn't have enough. Uh... Oh, maybe it's a new joke. That one. Anyway, man. um, the perfect Miguel. No, he's too busy uh, supporting all the women. That. <laughs> oh my god, he's not here to defend himself. That's what so I'm, I'm gonna laugh. Yeah, I'm gonna laugh. But but Miguel should. I thought you were gonna here. like. He's not here to defend himself, so I'm going to defend him. No. <laughs> no. He's not here to defend himself. So well, I mean, we, we're laughing. It's a good joke, uh, but it's not. So Roe v. Wade was overturned, yeah. which essentially just means that there's no federal position on this anymore. Yeah. And every state gets to decide for themselves. Yeah. And I, for one, am happy as a clam. I don't think that it's, it's obviously not the end. It's just like finally the first fortress has been recaptured for... Uh, you know, sanctity of human life, and I look forward to the ensuing battles to come in all the states and the eventual civil war. <laughs> no, just like bloody revolts and and you know riots. No, no, there's not going to be a civil no. war. I, uh, I think with our military, you can't really have a civil war in the U.S. anymore. What if they're divided? Yeah, I mean, lot. like who whose finger is closest <clears throat> to the button right now? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I hope he's not gonna push it. Hope it's not Joe Biden. Yeah. Um. So how do we feel? We feel good. Yeah, I'm. Not, I'm really happy with it. I think it's kind of shallow of you to just, celebrate, on, David. Yeah. The tabloids and, say that you're yeah. unhappy. About no, it. I'm happy that it was horrible to stuff. Um, I okay. think I'm. I'm against abortion, all that stuff. But I, what I am against, well, against maybe strongholds. But what I don't like is when. Christians uh, or going to social media <clears throat> and saying like, "Oh, we won, we did it!" Like, let's let's celebrate. We found like I think for me, um, I don't think it's a sin to do that. I just think it's incredible. I think it's just stupid. I, I don't see a point of. I, I would say it's kind not. of just, just kind of like it seems like it's not boasting, but just like. Well, but I I think it's naive. What 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 are you saying that what is that? Wait, what do you think is naive? His position or no, for no. Christians to do that? For Christians, to yeah, because you're two kingdoms. Well, yes, but it's like um, which did... so am I? Yeah, the two kingdoms, the onimus. Can you explain right. that with us? I don't... Two kingdoms oh, means that I so I'm a Christian. <laughs> yeah, real fast. The Cliff Notes version is <laughs> back in 1770. Uh, so I believe that as a Christian. Every believer is a citizen primarily of the kingdom of God. Okay. That's our first allegiance. Okay. And then also we happen to be a citizen of whatever country we were born in. You know, India, Pakistan, the United States, Canada, whatever. Um, So I do not believe that the way to 
promote righteousness or if if you're if a person is two kingdoms i do not believe that like the most important thing that we need to be doing as christians is improving american law i think the most important thing that we need to be doing is uh interacting with hearts and minds and and showing people the light of the gospel mm. the truth of the gospel but is that fair yeah that's fair. Like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That. yeah i was thinking I was, yeah. okay but so like i just don't i just don't see how that's gonna that's helping anybody and i i don't mind like having a discussion but i don't think it's we should have a discussion on social media i also don't mind like you like oh yeah this is a great thing like with christian friends that you're around with at that time <clears throat> but being on social media like who's gonna like people are gonna see that well it might be non-christians like how what is that you're saying is gonna want them to even know more about Christianity and stuff. I feel like that's kind of like be pushing them away further, which I, I could be wrong. I could be that totally might not be true at all. So, Eric, what do you think? So I, I agree that it's naive to, to be believing that the battle is over now, you know, or that we won, you know, which is well, a way of saying that the battle is over. But do you think that it is wise or, as David thinks, foolish, unwise, to go on social media and express positive emotion about the, what are we calling it the Dobbs decision? Yeah. Okay. Dobbs. Dobby. Um, I, I, I don't know if I, I mean, in a sense I say it's, it's foolish, but, but where I'm coming from and what I, what I mean that's naive is that on one side, people want to blame Christians for this. And on the other side, Christians are celebrating as though, you know, like our team won. And it's like <clears throat> the decision was made. And it was not based off of Christianity, period. It was the Constitution. Correct. They yeah. found the Constitution did not protect this. It doesn't get rid of it. It just simply, like you said, the federal government is not enforcing it. It still needs to be uh, codified. It still needs to go through those. Because, like, all right, well, if each state has to now decide, are we doing just an, a complete, a complete ban of abortion? Are we having setting some parameters as to exceptions to that? All this stuff, and so the Supreme Court is going to get really busy uh, yeah. with this kind of stuff. But that's that's where I'm saying like it's foolish, I guess, for Christians, just because you're 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 validating this hate that actually <laughs> does not belong. Because even though obviously you're pro life, one uh, pro life does not equate Christian, right? Yeah. Um, and and I would say even vice versa in that Christianity is more than just. I think it's truly pro-life, but it's it's more than just this abortion issue. And so it's like the people who are pushing for this, they're not all Christians. The The Supreme Court uh, justices did not make this decision based off of, hey, you know, uh, for those, yeah, yeah, for those Bible passages. And now I'm going to. So it's like, don't stick your head out there for it to get whacked. Like, just back off. Like, I don't mind mm. you celebrating. Like, if you were happy about the decision, I get it that i don't mind if people are going to be upset about that it's like well you know take a hike like why 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 is it that you were celebrating for so long and you know if anybody said anything you know that was wrong it's negatively oh, yeah. portrayed but now if you're doing that like that that's just immature yeah i i definitely think it's appropriate to be celebrating right just as i would say would have been appropriate for christians to celebrate after the emancipation of the slaves right in the 1860s um now basically it's like you have 50 different states you're gonna have 50 different policies i mean maybe not 50 but 
Like, if you live in California, nothing's going to change. And apparently in Kentucky, it is completely illegal, right? Um, I was Kentucky following, like, and Oklahoma is just no exceptions. I think I was following Arkansas, so I don't know about Kentucky. What's Arkansas's policy? Well, they're trying to, I, th- I, I think it's Arkansas, I could be wrong, but I remember. So there is a state out there that's not only trying to make a complete ban, but make it a prosecutable, oh. a prosecutable? Mm-hmm offense if you go out of state to get a wow which i think is stupid right i don't think that's and i think that goes against the constitution because i was actually listening to something on that earlier today and it's like look if gambling is legal in las vegas and you are in florida planning a trip to las vegas is that conspiracy is that like you know i'm conspiring to commit a crime in another state it's like no because the thing i'm planning to do i.e uh gamble in las vegas is not a crime right and so i think that has to do with freedom of movement like you're free to move about the country and and uh i I think if you're going to enact a policy like that it means you have to have border checks at states and i don't think that's tenable right yeah it's yeah i i don't think it's constitutional i think they'll lose that fight if they try to go down that route there's just going to be a lot of different things that are going to go end up going to the Supreme Court as a result. But for me, this is the best that we can do. This is the best for of a compromise. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not optimistic that we'll eventually get every state to be on board. Uh, that's just a human condition. Like people are just <clears> going to disagree. Um, I think that this will now make geography more of a, a factor when it comes to our differences beliefs yeah and uh that's going to be interesting and which is already kind of happening yeah. with covid like red states are getting redder and blue states are getting bluer right so. now that's why i'm saying it's right for civil unrest if we don't say there war. we go yeah i like that um but you never know like never count that option out uh it's a scary idea it seems far-fetched and i i don't disagree with that it's just like it's like this is how these things happen and it just kind of, it doesn't always just go one to a hundred, yeah. you know, sometimes it just ramps up there. So it's crazy. Wow. I was, you know, in my living room, uh, last night or yesterday afternoon. And I'm just like, you know, it's totally quiet in the house. And I look out on the street and there's nobody, no cars, no nothing. And I'm like, man, right now in San Francisco, there is a feminist losing her mind on the streets, like foaming at the mouth about how. A basic human constitutional right is being affronted, which I don't believe any of those adjectives apply. Right. Um, but yeah, it's like the the civil war could happen, and most people be unaffected by it, or at least you know in the right. sense of the word unaffected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's it, these are interesting times. I mean. I think like things really, uh, I don't know what's the word, they like, really ramped up. Accelerated. Accelerated. This year, like this year, because uh, uh, that's when the, the war started in Ukraine. Now oh, you're saying like, worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah. yeah. And it's like. Um, I would say in a sense, like tw- since 2016 and then also in a sense since COVID. Right, right. But, but it's just like I remember. Um, I don't know why, but I just remember, like, especially when it comes to these past recent years, every every time New Year's happens, they're like, please let this year be better than last year. <laughs> it's like, 
I think someone's misunderstanding. Satan is like, yeah. hold my beer. Yeah, because they keep getting worse. <clears throat> and uh, I think it's just a great reminder of like, you know, nothing's set in stone. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing lasts forever. So I, I so don't know. Getting worse in a sense, but also, you know, Roe being overturned, a return to federal, right, right, right. federalism. Like, better in some senses, but I would say worse in the unrest and tension yeah. aspect of it. Yeah, there's definitely more uh, world tension out there. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what the 2020s are going to be like. We're just in 2022. But... The roaring 20s. Yeah. But, like, roaring be... with gunfire. Yeah, all right. It's just... And it's like, you know, I think for both sides... There's some legitimate um, things that have been said, and there's also been some illegitimate things that have been said. And it's like, um, I find myself kind of in the middle because, you know, I don't like big government. Mm-hmm. And I cannot lie. Um, and what? And I cannot lie. It was oh, a cheesy yeah, yeah. Um So I don't like big government, and so I'd rather there be freedom with, you know, the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in a sense, you could say, well, that's pro-choice. But I think that when your choice affects other people, and in this case, obviously, it's yeah. the baby inside. And who knows? Like, maybe even just the, the, the father or the, the child. The father, you know? yeah. It's what like, rights does the father have over the yeah. decision? Which nobody talks about. And it's like, um, at, at that point, I don't think there's <clears throat> ever been a precedent where it's like, okay, the freedom is what should be focused on. Well, you can be a libertarian and still think murder should be cracked down on. Right. You know? Yeah. And so that's, that's so what it's I'm not gonna... like, that's the difference between libertarianism and anarchy. Right. Like I'm not an anarchist. I don't believe that the state should be dissolved and not enforce anything, but I am, you know, it's like, I, I don't know how intentional it was of the founding fathers to say in order life, liberty, and the pursuit of ha- happiness, but it's like <clears throat> life first, you know, if, if in order for me to feel free, I have to kill David, then my feeling of freedom goes underneath the priority for David's yeah. life. David's life is more precious than my felt freedom. And I think the law reflects that. And so when people talk about, because I know that somebody said, you know, uh, being pro-choice doesn't mean that you're pro, you know, killing abortion. babies or yeah. abortion, right? But it's just that you believe that the choice should be left in the hands, you know, of, of the person. And it's like, well, where's where's all the uproar about the other laws that prohibit what you can do with your body yeah and uh well there isn't any and there's no so it's like well that doesn't even hold like if you were really about pro-choice heck you would you would be there saying that you know wearing your seatbelt should not be you know an offense Mm -hmm. that you have to pay money Mm -hmm. for because that's your body you know you can be drunk in public or whatever it is yeah Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me i i was talking to someone that we know uh earlier today and it was like, I, I haven't heard a pro-abortion argument that you could not also apply to a two-year-old, you know, because of viability. Mm-hmm. Like, why why am I not allowed to kill my baby? My baby is, uh, she'll be 10 weeks old tomorrow, and I'm not allowed to kill her. And why not? Like, she's a drain on me. She, she's a drain on my resources. She's a financial burden. She's, <clears throat> you know, she's a little bundle of joy, <laughs> in my opinion. But, like, she is. She, she costs money. She's not... Yeah. She's not free. She limits my career opportunities. She limits my freedom. And it's not only that I can't kill her. Like, I can't even just... Like, if I left her in a 
closet for a week and then just came back and she was dead, that would also be a capital offense. Right. You know, so where's the argument that it's like, well, it's my freedom to do with my money. Like, I shouldn't be forced to take care of someone against my will. Like, these are my resources. If I want to use them for myself, if I want to, you know, buy a new PlayStation, whatever, instead of, you know, feeding her, then it, it should be my choice. You know, I shouldn't I shouldn't have to submit to the burden of bearing someone. And people will say, well, you chose to have her. And it's like, ah, now we're getting to the, to the, to the heart of it. And someone was even talking about, like, why not? Because at eight months, the baby is viable. And if you abort the baby, you still have to give birth to the corpse, huh. you know, to the aborted baby. You still have to give birth to the corpse. You still have to push it out of the body. So why not just deliver it? And, like, it will now go into the foster care system. But it's like, why Why would you tell a woman who's eight months pregnant that she has the right to kill that baby when it could just be delivered, you know? Right. And I, I, I've yet to hear that argument that, is consistent with abortion of unborn babies, but not of a, a two-month-old baby. I um, I had uh, I, w- I was really trying to find uh, looking through my group of friends uh, to, to see if I can invite one of my friends. Um, she said I can talk about what we already talked about. She's a very, very big feminist, and we had this talk about wait, like how oh, big? We're like, dude, she's. Like 300 pounds? <laughs> uh, very strong feminist. Um, also gay. Don't mind. What? It's consistent. Okay, so she's very strong feminist. <laughs> I mean, and we, she we likes kinda, women. She, we, we talked about this, and I asked her, like, what do you think? Like, she's also, she's a very strong feminist, but she's very calm. She doesn't get <laughs> angry. She's very good at debating with stuff. She doesn't get crazy and argumentative like stuff. So we were talking, and I asked her, like, okay, so why, why do you think it's the women's choice? Why do you think so? You think it's my body, my choice? Like, why? Why do you think that? And she said, "Well, like it is. Like it's it's affecting me. It's it's something that it's gonna cause. Like I I might not be able to support this baby and stuff." And I said, "So do you? That's like, do you think that women should be celebrating to have an abortion? Because there are women who there are a lot of people shout your abortion, like shout your yeah. like have like." Like, when you guys want this abortion to be legal, like, you, you, you're going to be celebrating it, okay? And she said, yeah, like, I mean, if they wanted to, like, they want to celebrate, let's do it. I said, now, and I'm glad, this, she kind of changed her mind on this, but I'm, I'm glad it did. I said, do you think that they should be celebrating of killing a baby when there are thousands and thousands of parents who can't conceive, have a baby, mm. and who have a miscarriage, and mm. they are grieving, they are loss of mom of losing a baby then you having this abortion do you think like it's right do you think this is something like you, you think you can't think about like about there are thousands of parents who will love this baby child who don't can't have children mm. and now i'm the and i'm killing this child and she said she never thought about it that way she's like okay i can see that point of view and she's like no and she even said like i i think they t- we take it too far celebrating because um, she she she's on the side. She thinks it is a human, but she still on the side like it's women's rights and stuff. And then um, I had asked her like, what? Why why if you if you were to get pregnant? Like what what would like what how how would you perceive this? Like if you would decide to get an abortion, do you would you feel any remorse? And how would you 
how would you handle this situation? Uh, Post she said like, well, I can't. I was gonna say, like that. not gonna <laughs> be a problem for her. Not a problem for me. Uh, no. Yeah, because she's a lesbian. Ah, uh, she's a lesbian. Yeah. Okay. Um, but she's like, but she's like, well, <clears throat> if we're seeing all this stuff and there's a lot of arguments that a lot of people have been hearing saying like, well, um, they're gonna do this, but men should just men are the one men are the problem men are the, uh, have create more babies than women do they create thousands of babies than women because they create one at a time like what men create more babies than women do yeah. they can you know gifts because incorrect yeah. well yes. because every baby i mean i i get it it's like you have the whole but it's incorrect for men sex is less like it's cheaper mm-hmm. genetically uh and with regard to resources and commitment it's cheaper for men than for women but like every baby is one the sperm. result of one right. man and one woman. Well, it's and one sperm cell. I think they're getting to that. Like you can just create just a create meaning, meaning, whereas yeah. it's yeah. just one egg yeah. drop. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's like that still takes one. Yeah. yeah. To one ratio, so to speak. So then um she's like, Well, we just want this to be seen as a man, like we're not dipping this like from another man. Like we men can do what they want, they'll be removing they do what they want. I said, No, that's what makes a female a female is a big thing is that they can have a baby <laughs> and i think that's like i'm not saying that's bad i think i'm encouraging that that's freaking awesome but you can't like but would you agree is having creating a baby when did you say that's an, like an amazing thing and she said yes I, I think women who can have babies i think that is a, a really incredible thing of science and I said, so with that in mind... What's the reason anyone like, exists? You, yeah, I said, and I was like, then why, like... Yeah, I, I told her, like, you're still not giving me a good reason why you're pro-abortion. Um, all you're saying to me is that it's just women, like, women should just be able to do what they want. Well, okay, well, if they can do whatever they want, like, you, you gotta give me why. Like, give me why. Well, you can kill a two-month-old, yeah. if that if that's the case. But I, I don't... I think it's a non-starter, the thing where where a woman will say, like, we just want the same autonomy over our bodies that men do, that men have. And it's like, look, I don't think men should be able to make that call either. I don't think a man should be able to make the call of, like, okay, I had sex because I just wanted to have sex. I, just, I, I wanted to have fun. I wanted to feel pleasure. So I went ahead and had sex, and then I created this baby, and I don't want the baby. I wanted the sex, but I don't want the baby, and so now I'm going to kill the baby. I don't think a man should be able to make that choice either. No. But it's like, I mean, I, I think we're, it's kind of like, um, this is going to be a bad example for an audio, audible podcast, but it's like, you know, if you're in war and then you, you know, your enemy pushes you further and further and further and further and further and further back, and it's like, now the place that you're having to fight from, like you didn't have the advantage of all these resources that you had when you were so much further forward. Okay, so for example, like, I think that ultimately, um, this is the result of cheap sex, like the idea that sex should be able to, you know, just I I should be able to have sex with whoever I want, whatever I want, for whatever reason that I want. I mean, as long as they're consenting and uh, acknowledging that that's not um, that's not the building block of a stable society. Um, Jordan Peterson will use the phrase enforced monogamy. And people were like, oh, he's wanting, you know, <clears throat> Handmaid's Tale. Like, well, I guess Handmaid's Tale wasn't even monogamous. But uh, he, he's wanting a situation where, like, uh, men and women have arranged marriages and the state, 
you know, forces them to only have sex with each other. And it's like, no, he doesn't mean enforced like law enforcement. He means enforced like socially enforced. And I think also we would say culturally or ideally biblically enforced this idea that like it is expected of you that if you want to have sex that you're also willing to make a commitment to a person that you're not going to use a person's body for sexual pleasure without also offering to them a level of commitment for whatever you know for for life and for whatever the repercussions of the sex are up to and including the creation of a human life so but i mean i i i'd love to talk to her you know i'd love to to hear uh, some some different arguments, but honestly, there, there's a website. So you know Jeff Durbin, yeah. uh, Apology and Ministries, and and he talks a lot with you know either atheists or just people who are in favor of abortion. And he has a website called, I think it's called thingsyousaytous.com, <clears throat> and it's literally just a grid of like, okay, here's the here's the line that someone who's pro-abortion will say. And then you hover over it with your mouse and it tells you like what the what the answer to that is. So it's like, well, what about rape? What about incest? What about health, health of the mother? What about, you know, whatever? And you just hover over it with your mouse and it's like, here's why that's not, why that's also not a valid argument. And um, it's, it's hard to have this conversation with a society that believes that sex and childbearing are almost completely divorced from each other it's like i want to eat food but then i get mad when i have to poop you know it's like i i love food man food's great it's so great eating pizza eating pizza or eating you know spaghetti and meatballs whatever and then later you have to go to the bathroom and you're like this isn't fair like it, it's not fair that uh you know now i have to go to the bathroom now i have to you know this is such an unpleasant experience and you have to wipe up and it's stinky and it, it it's toxic like you know if you were to breathe that stuff in or, or or eat it or whatever it would kill you and it's like this is yeah. a toxic experience i shouldn't be subject to this it's like well you ate yeah <laughs> you know and, and if you're gonna pretend that eating and creating waste are completely unrelated to each other then sure but they're not mm -hmm. like sex is not something that's just about pleasure it's actually intricately like inextricably woven into the fabric of the creation of human life so I, I think it's a, I think it's completely appropriate for Christians to celebrate this as a victory, not the victory, but it's like just just like I would think it's appropriate for Christians to celebrate emancipation or, or the end of World War II or whatever. Um, and we, we had talked about this, David, where it's like, you know, well, would you, you would you go on if if social media was around during World War Two and Hitler lost, would you go on Facebook and celebrate that and like, you know, be get really excited about it and you said uh well jokes on you they didn't have social media back yeah. then well, i'm like yeah they did and then i asked Dang. the question what that was serious what killed more people world war ii like world war ii or only american abortions and what's the answer american abortions 63 million uh american abortions in the last 40 legal american yeah. abortions since roe v wade 49 years ago and then in World War Two, the death count is like between forty and fifty million. Wait, I made a joke, which I'm not gonna say. <laughs> yeah, you did, and you won't. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate that. But <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm curious with all of this. 
is with this going on, uh, it's gonna be well. Okay, here's the argument. I want to hear you guys' opinion on this. So now the argument is what I've been hearing a lot is okay. There's two things I find. One of the things I find really kind of like that's I I only know this. It's like a bit of the beginning. They were like, oh, men, don't tell us what the world we can do with our bodies. Then after the thing passed, they're like, men, speak up. Like you, you, you need to speak up and let us. Like, well, which one do you want us to do? Do you just want to speak up or you or keep our mouths shut? Let's see two. Well, the um, idea is when we are already getting what we want, which is on-demand abortion for any reason or for no reason, then you need to shut up. But when we're possibly going to be deprived of that, depending on what state we live in, then we want volume. Yeah. We want noise. We want to be noisy when we're not getting exactly what we want, but we want everything to be... We want to shut up. We want to silence the voices of those who oppose us when we're in the middle of getting everything we want. Yeah, uh, I think that just the newer type of uh, feminism, which I forget what's the term, it's... Fourth wave? Right, it's oh. the wave or generation yeah. or um, is a scam. I just think it's a scam. They're good They're good con artists, I'd say. Uh, I asked you this, and I want you to say it repeated for the podcast, but Travis, um, so there's a lot of people now saying like... Um, Banning abortion is not going to stop abortion. It's just going to um, stop unsafe abortion. So, we're like, what do you think? Well, it's going to stop safe abortion. It's going to yeah, stop sorry. legal safe abortion. Right. So, what? What do you? What do you, what are your <clears throat> thoughts on that? Like, people are saying, like, oh, it's just going. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt the mom a lot. It's going to like the mom could die or the mom could be seriously injured by this. Like, what's what's your thought I, on? I don't. I don't buy it. Just like you can say, you know, oh well, the fact that we make murder illegal doesn't mean that murder doesn't happen. I mean, look around. There are, you know, hundreds, thousands of people murdered every year in the United States. So what good is it, Travis, to, to make murder illegal? It's like, well, I think... Well, well I'm it, asking... It's not just a theory. Like, I, it, it's measurable that if you were to make murder legal, the number of murders would go up, and the threat of punishment is something that deters people from murder. So when people say, all that you're doing is getting rid of, you know, safe abortion, I'm like, safe for whom because in every abortion someone dies right you know so it's like if 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 you say well you know if you if you legalized murder and you taxed it and you made it where like i could just you know david instead of having to shoot you in your bed while you sleep like sneaking around like in an unsafe way instead i could trap you and i could take you to a facility and i could pay taxes on chemicals to have you put to death it's like okay but still that's not safe because you would die right and uh, I, I don't, I think that's also a non-starter. Like, um, what what was it like if you look at the numbers of abortions uh, before Roe versus Wade and then after Roe versus Wade? Like, the numbers go way, way up oh, after yeah, it becomes legal. Oh, yeah. So. Well. And, and also, oh, hang on. Uh, the number of women who died getting an abortion went up after Roe v. Wade, not down. So to say, oh, you're only making it unsafe, it's like, no, because of what I just said. Then what people would say are like, all the women, the mom, you seriously injured, and I know you had said this, like, well, good, like, it should be something that's painful, like, you should be, this is something that you're doing a well, terrible thing. I didn't say that, yeah. uh, that it should be. Uh, okay, well, yeah, I'm sorry, I'll put a word in that, sorry. Well, well, how I would respond to that is, um, you know, again, I'm just going to stick to the Constitution, since this is really what it revolves around, right? If this is the type of conversation we're having, and I'd say that what it, what the founders talk about is, as you said, 
life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Any pursuit of happiness, you know, unless you're, you're, it's just everything's falling to your lap or you just happen to be very wealthy or whatever, it's just so accessible. But pursuit usually uh, means that there is a struggle. There are obstacles mm, yeah. in a way. If it's, if it becomes even more, I don't, I don't want to just say perilous, but if it becomes harder for you, more difficult for you to get an abortion, like, okay, there are plenty of things in life that are difficult. Yeah. There are plenty of things, like, what am I supposed to do? Just to start a GoFundMe for every difficult thing that I, you know, it's like, that doesn't make yeah, any it, sense. Yeah, it also gets into the question of what is the purpose of the government? Is the yeah. government's job to give you everything that you want, or is the government's job to create an environment wherein you can pursue the things that you want. Yeah, you can still get a safe abortion. <clears throat> you just might have to travel now. Like, yeah. You might just have to pay, which, you know, California is willing to pay for all this or whatever. Um, but it might just be more difficult in, in, in the sense that it's just not as convenient. Oh, my gosh. There are companies, I'm sure you've heard of this, yeah. uh, that it's like, okay, let's say that I'm a company in Kentucky and Kentucky makes it illegal uh, like Starbucks. Like if you work for Starbucks in Kentucky and you need to need whatever you want to get an abortion, <laughs> then they will pay your travel expenses out of state. And because it's something about non-disclosure, about medical practices, whatever, they can't ask you for a receipt. They can't ask wow. you for or not receipt, but like, you know, uh, for proof that you had a medical operation um, undergone. And then it's like, because everyone, huh? I, maybe it, I think it has something to do that's with just that. Interesting. That's but it's mean. like, if that's the case, everyone should, one, claim to be a woman. Yeah. Two, take the five weeks pay and, and also travel expense and whatever, and just take these vacations. Yeah. You know? Well, so it's like. That's great. Yeah. yeah I think that's. It's I'm going like to have a, an abortion. <laughs> right? It's like. Next I'm week. Gonna, it, it, this makes me <laughs> think so much again. of. <laughs> Like, uh, it might be my favorite parable, Jesus' parable of, you know what I'm thinking about? In relation to this? Yeah, of what I just said. Oh, no. The like, shrewd servant. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, he was shrewd. He was he was cunning. He uh, he made hay while the sun shone. Um, and I just, I think that's such a remarkable suggestion to say, like, man, get a job for Starbucks. Uh, identify as a woman. And then take the, I think, I think you get five weeks pay plus travel expenses, plus the expenses to get wow. the procedure done. I think yeah. it's a win-win because either you're going to get all that or you are the case that brings the world back to sanity. <laughs> or at least Starbucks back I, to yeah. sanity. There's a, I saw that, someone was saying that, and then someone commented and said, oh, you, they could just pay for maternity leave. Uh, yeah, no, so they only want to do this because they don't want to pay for maternity leave. Oh well, there was a meme that said, you know, that's showing the corporation, like, we don't want to pay for your maternity leave, but we'll help you kill yeah. your baby, yeah. comrade. Yeah, yeah so. we will send you to a facility to kill your baby so that you remain a productive worker, yeah, cool. yeah. a productive cog in our machine. Yeah. And it's like, man, if you think all this other stuff is handmade tell, like, you should consider how dystopian yeah, like, what I just that. said is. That's just ridiculous. Like, a, a billion-dollar Seattle coffee company is like, yeah, I don't want you to create human life. I want you to make coffee for, like, $11 an hour. And so I will pay for you to go out of state and kill your unborn child so that you can continue to be productive for my company. Right. Yeah. Was, That's a dystopia. Yeah. That's, uh, it's just moronic. So after it's been turned over and my, uh, my youth pastor posted this, and said, like, oh, plenty of non-Christians are all pro-life. 
which is to the Christians that are pro life, that are celebrating life, that is over. What, what are you gonna, yeah, yeah but, like, but I get it, yeah, like what are you gonna do now? You need to start thinking about adopting, about caring for these kids. Like, you really gotta, we, we gotta step it up now. Well, I think there's a, an issue that um, a lot of people aren't mentioning, and I think that we have to understand that that's, I think, was a root uh, of this whole thing that happened 50 years ago of pushing Roe v. Wade was uh, what was compelling women to do that to their, their child and, and mm, to their bodies. Yeah. And I don't think it was always just like, ah, I just don't feel like having a baby. I think with the social norms of that time, it was like, and I know this because I, like, both my grandmothers, or great-grandmothers, I should say, were born out of wedlock, mm. you know? And they were raised either by their, their mother, by themselves, or by another family member. They weren't even allowed to be part of that household because there was this public shame yeah. of being born out of wedlock. And it's like, you don't want to be that person to bear a child out of wedlock. You don't want that child to be living that life. And it's like, I don't think that that justifies it, but it's like, I can understand that the pressure of that becomes so much that you'd rather do this. And it's like, we need to be way more helpful when it comes yeah. to that kind of stuff. And it's like, if women felt safe giving birth and know that they'll be taken care of even if they made a mistake, I think that abortions would go down. Yeah. Um, that, but that's not for everyone. I think there are nutsos, and I'll call them that because they're, they're like, I want to just have an abortion just for for contraception purposes. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> you know, like, well, one, I mean, I can't everybody get their, you know, their tubes tied and. Yeah, if you really don't want, you know, it's like, but but they they don't they probably don't identify the child as a living being, or they mm. justify it in some way, and it's like this is this is ridiculous. You can't you can't apply your principles here to any other thing. Yeah, you're just applying it to here, and and so you know like, my mom for instance is pro-choice, but for her it was about, you know if rape victims, victims of incest, things like that, where they could at least have a choice and they weren't pressured and also the, the societal pressures pushing mm -hmm. women to that. Mm -hmm. It's like, I get that. I get that that's kind of coming from a different place. Again, it doesn't justify it, but I get that. Um, but it's like, somehow that's morphed into something else. Like my mom does not agree at all, even though she's pro-choice with what people are saying. And she's fine with Roe v. Wade being overturned. Overturned. Yeah. It's like, leave it to the states. Um, yep, at 100%. Yeah. Um, I I agree that Christians should be adopting anyway and should be... So, actually, the, the guy I was talking about earlier... Uh, he, Becky? No. <laughs> uh, the guy I was talking about earlier said that he and his wife just finalized the foster care approval process. Oh, wow. And so he, he was at work. Okay. And he goes, I could go home and, like, we could have a another kid at our house tonight like sleeping in you know they just had an extra bed brought in and he goes i could go home tonight and we could just have another kid there and so he's you know doing that and i think that christians should uh adopt and foster i plan on doing that uh nicole and i plan on doing that ourselves but i also do not think that that's the <clears throat> that that's a great argument because it's like that this is the way that i picture it it's like imagine if every time you ate pizza, I know I keep going back to pizza. If every time yeah, you yeah. ate pizza, 
there was a 25% chance that a puppy would just appear in your hand. And it's like, okay, I love pizza. So I'm, I'm just going to eat pizza. You know, I enjoy pizza. And it's like, okay, then I eat this pizza and a puppy appears in my hand and I just like twist its head and, and wring its neck and throw it away. Because it's like, well, this puppy appeared because I did something that I enjoy doing, but that doesn't mean that I should have the responsibility to, to take care of it. So I'm just going to wring its neck mm -hmm. and throw it away. And then people get upset. People are like, hey, you know, why would you just kill that puppy? Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you instead, you know, refrain from that pleasurable activity? And also you would, you would take out of your chances the odds that you're going to have to kill a puppy. And you would tell that person, well, F you, like, it's my, like, I, I should be able to have pizza whenever I want. It's, it's a uh, free country. I should be able to do this. Um, ever since the pizza revolution of the sixties, like I should be able to have uh, pizza whenever I want. And I know that a puppy might appear in my hand, but if it does, I'll just wring its neck and throw it in the trash can and, and pretend that it never happened. It's like now you finally make it illegal to wring that puppy's neck. That doesn't mean that now everyone who fought for that to be, you know, made illegal now has to foster all these puppies and adopt all these puppies. It's like now you're going to say, and again, I think the Christians should adopt. They should foster. Um, I think that that is a massive way of showing the love of God as father who adopts us as his children. Um, but to say like now Christians, like it is your, uh, legal duty to mop up all of this mess that that people are creating in, in creating human lives that they don't want and then sending them into the foster care system uh I, I think that it's now your legal duty to to adopt those kids it's like look um i think that you can be anti-killing puppies without necessarily saying oh and i'm going to sign up to foster 10 puppies right is it's like how many puppies or how many humans are already in the foster care system. And it's like, I heard somebody refer to the foster care system as legal human trafficking, just oh. because there's so much, a lot of times they don't want to put those kids in adoptive housing because uh, there's more money to be made in wow. the bureaucracy, wow. shuffling them from house to house and this caretaker and this care worker. And then the government guarantees their insurance. The government guarantees their you know, education expenses. And it's kids. like that money, mm. so much of that just becomes bureaucratic bloat. Mm. And that goes, that finds its way into the pockets of a lot of corrupt uh, executive officials. Huh. So, so you, go ahead. So you're saying like, it's not, I, I, I see what your point of view is like, uh, it's not Christian's job to clean up the mess. But who's, who else, what you, from the past uh, podcast, and who else is going to do it? Because you guys are saying like non-Christians, like you think uh, children should not go to non-Christian families. So then it kind of, I'm not saying it's to our, our job, but like we are the only ones who... Well, I, th I think a couple things. One, it's already plenty true that Christian families adopt at a far oh, higher yeah, rate no, than non-Christian families. Definitely. Um, and not, I'm saying per capita, like even if you adjust for, um, for total population. But uh, I, I think that it's something that it, I'm like, how do I draw this line? It's becoming of a Christian to do so, to, to extend mercy in that way. But you can't say that every child who is not adopted, it's the fault of every Christian no. who did not adopt that right. particular right. kid. Well, yeah, I'm not, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not looking just, to go any further than that. I would just qualify what you said with the fact that in, in that previous discussion, we were talking about a Christian adoption or orphanage. Right. 
So it's like yeah. the Christian ought to run his orphanage that way. If a non-Christian orphanage and there are children there and they, they give them to whoever, it's like, yeah, it's not ideal, but what would I expect? From Why? Them? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. You know, so it's, that's, it's, it's, um, I, I would agree. Like, I think that, again, what we're trying to push is a responsibility and, you know, that, that life is good. Yeah. You know, yes, like you said, children are burdenous or whatever in, in, in that way, but they're also, they're, they're me and they're you, right? Mm. I mean, that's, there, there is no point in Starbucks if there isn't a customer, you yeah. know, and how are you going to get customers if we're not making babies, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that's the point, obviously, but, um, so like, if, if that's the case, it's like, no, it's still not my responsibility to take care of the child that you uh put here on earth and, and the reason we're trying to stop you from having an abortion is so that you would take care of the child because you're the parent mm. and hopefully the, the 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 father will be there too mm. that's what the child ideally should have is the mother and the father but in the case because obviously that's that's just not going to happen there's still going to be children born out of wedlock put into foster care and whatnot then yeah i think that we need to make ourselves available mm. uh, to try to to help that but uh discussing this uh yesterday well i was like it's i think one of the big problems is that having you if you haven't had sex when you by the time you're like 18 oh that's super real like you're you're mm. you're, you're the oddball like you get, yeah. you get judged by it but if you're a mom at 18 or young mm. like what are you doing with your life like you're that's a terrible like you, you just get kind of shamed for it yeah um, yeah society and i'm like well <laughs> It's because it's, sex and childbirth yeah. have nothing to do with yeah, each other. It's like in our they, they think it's completely different. Yeah. Sex like, is the thing you do for fun. Yeah. Sex is like going out for pizza. Childbearing it's like, is like why'd you choose that? Life changing, yeah. like maybe something you'll do once you're thirty, but like don't don't throw away your fun young years. Yeah. You know? But sex is the fun that you have. And then that there's there's like that's the thing is that um part of this is just trying to develop a culture that sees sex as precious and powerful you know sex is a powerful thing it has the power to create life that is bananas but i mean kind of like going back to what eric said earlier um like if if you really do not want children and you want to be able to have all the guilt-free whatever consequence free like like a child's nothing more than a consequence uh right. if you want to have all this consequence-free sex that you want you can sterilize yourself legally like you can go to a doctor and sterilize yourself and then adopt later on in life and even some of those sterilization processes are are reversible um but it's like that that's totally within your power to do so and i don't i don't see why again just the idea that i'm gonna wring this puppy's neck and throw it in the trash can every time I'm, because i felt like having pizza like it's like that's that's not up to you man yeah. like sex is not just about your own pleasure yeah. and i can't imagine that an abortion is pleasurable no right i, I mean i, I imagine, imagine the process has to be at the very least uncomfortable be, yeah mm. yeah so it's like why would you choose that option mm. see i mean i'm not trying to be inflammatory but that's why like it's, there seems to be an insanity here mm -hmm. you know so it's it's like uh you know again i understand uh pro-choice understand being pro-choice and i and i think there was a lot of flip-flopping when it comes to the pandemic a lot of pro-life people were pro-choice then and vice mm. versa yeah um and it's like like i get that but um 
Well, like, are you talking about vaccines? Yeah. I think that 100% has to do with the issue of whose body we're talking about. Well, what I'm saying is that a lot of pro-lifers were using the it's my body, my choice argument. Well, yeah, and I think that's consistent. And it's like, I, I'm, not, I'm not picking a side on vaccines, yeah. but it's like, look, I think it should be an individual's discretion as to whether they right. do something to their own body. But, but abortion you, is not something you do to your own body. Right, but, and, and the thing there is, though, you have, it's in the body, though. You know, there's no birth that's outside the body. And again, I don't think that's a valid argument. Yeah. But which the, the, which is why abortion is completely unparallelable yeah. to as much as I can talk about pizza and puppy dogs and whatever it's like there's nothing else like it to draw a relationship well, to. Well the it. only parallel I was going to say is that the reason why people were pushing others to get a vaccine was because if not it would be its a, effect on other people. Yeah, it was a harm yeah. on other people and it's like I mean there's laws like that mm -hmm. already. Um but again, I'm not again, I'm not on a big government enforcing and being involved in everybody's life. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like it's one of these things where I think I'd agree a lot with with people on the other side when it comes to not wanting the government to be overbearing. Yeah. But I also don't agree about like killing people. I also don't like murder. But also so. it seems like the way that they're demanding is also that they're socialist in a sense like they yeah. want that kind of government but it's like but again it's all this demand like what i want goes and if not screw you and it's like hey you know when you're ready to grow up in well and not not only that it has to be an option that's for that's made available to me but like the government has to pay for it like the government right. has to pay for my abortion procedure and it's like th that's another great thing about sending it back to the states is now like all these people who are going to go to california for abortions guess what the oh, California okay. taxpayers are going to pay for all of those abortions now. Well, let's see how they in, like in Alabama, they're not going to have to pay for any of the like the state sponsored whatever. Like that, those taxes are going to go down. Not that their actual taxes are going to go down, but it's like now California is going to have to pay for people's procedures who are coming to them from all these different states. And it's like great now if if you already did not like California's state income tax, you're definitely not going to like it now. I don't know if all abortion clinics do this, but I saw this video of oh, this 19-year-old was going to get, go get an abortion, and she didn't get it, but she was there, and they did an ultrasound mm -hmm. and changed her mind. She's like, I, I Some states force you. I, like, I, yeah. I can't do that. She's like, I can't, I can't. Some states force you. Some states actually, they say it's... Wrong. No, yeah, that it, they, don't, they can't prohibit you, like if the no. person requests it. But yeah, they would say that it's wrong to do that. And I'd say that that's another thing. It's like, great, leave it up to the states. Right. Ideally, it would be illegal, but it's like, would you push for a federal, nationwide, top-down abolition on abortion? It's like, I think I would, just, just like I would push for the 13th Amendment abolition of slavery, but I think the ideal is for 50 different states to come to this conclusion independently. Just like, you know, we fought a civil war over slavery. Ideally the people of all, however many states there were at the time, would have just individually come to the conclusion that slavery is immoral. But it's almost like you couldn't wait for that to happen, and so there was violence. And that's what people are talking about even now. So I think that another thing that's interesting is like, again, I'm not partisan. I don't identify strongly with Democrats or Republicans, but I do consider myself a, a conservative. Uh, 
this is something, this is like a real victory for the Republicans. The Republicans, and specifically Donald Trump, gets to take credit for this because he appointed uh, three of the justices, Three, right? Yeah. Did he appoint three or did he appoint two and Bush appointed one? I know Bush appointed one. Yeah. Uh, I think Trump... So I, th- I think Trump appointed because he appointed Amy Coney Barrett, uh, Brett Kavanaugh. I think that's it. Maybe it was only those two. But Sotomayor. No, she's no. I know left. she was. Wasn't that she's Obama? Obama. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so it's like the Republican. First of all, this this has been the biggest issue, the most like not just most divisive issue, but this has been considered the most crucial issue of both parties for my entire life. It's like the Republicans would say, we have to get, you know, a Republican president so you can appoint Republican or, you know, conservative justices so that we can overturn Roe v. Wade. And the Democrats would say, we have to keep Democrats in power so that they don't appoint conservative judges. Uh, justices so they won't overturn Roe v. Wade and now like something actually happened about it there's a 49 year old piece of legislation and something actually changed and not just the Republican Party gets to take credit for it Donald Trump is definitely going to be tooting his own horn about this but it's ironic like this is a major uh win for him and his uh fan base I guess but wasn't he pro-choice oh yeah dude he was like a New York Democrat for most of his life so he Until he flipped on it, yeah, yeah. Well, he okay. flipped on everything. Well, I did. I didn't know if he still. He was on like it. a big time liberal back in his, uh, you know, Home Alone days. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be like a history book of his Home Alone days. It was like Donald Trump. Donald Trump <laughs> from Home Alone fame. <laughs> oh man, that'd be hilarious. Uh, but yeah, he does. And here's the thing, you know, full disclosure, I voted for Trump. Mm. Um, and I voted for Trump for these kinds of issues. I did not know that. Did you vote for him twice? Wow. I did vote for him twice. I knew you voted for him this last time, but I wasn't sure if you voted for him in 16. I did. And now that you say that, I have not thought about it. It was like, yeah, I guess it did pay off. Eric, you are single-handedly responsible for the overturning of Roe v. Wade. I don't want that. I did not (laughs) vote for Trump either time. Uh, In 2016, I voted Libertarian. And in 2020, I voted for my favorite candidate, which is not voting. Oh, I was going to make a joke. <laughs> uh, I think that might be my my route from now on. I don't know. I'm, I don't, you know, I'm not quite Amish yet, but like, I might just not vote anymore. I'm well, a coward. I voted for vote voting. Not a coward. <laughs> You're just uh, naive. <laughs> Unless if Dave Smith makes it on the ballot, I'll vote for him. What about the same text? DeSantis? Yeah. It's funny because people... Wait. People will say, like, DeSantis, like he's, like, it's a Hispanic name. It's yeah. like, no, it's DeSantis. And then whenever you hear him say it, he'll say, Ron DeSantis. He says DeSantis. He says it DeSantis, DeSantis oh, like that. And I'm like, well, it's his name, so. It is. Um, um, who, first of all, who's Dave Smith? Or even DeSantis. I've heard people say Ron DeSantis. DeSantis. <laughs> he's not Sanchez. I know. DeSantis. Anyway, uh, he's, he's the guy who is very likely, uh, his caucus just took over the libertarian party a few weeks ago at the libertarian national convention um and they're like he first of all he has a podcast um so and i think he uploads like two or three times a week and he talks a lot about foreign policy he, he's weighed in on the abortion issue he's he's an atheist i believe but he's pro-life um and he's very consistent in his arguments um talks a lot about 
the Federal Reserve and just fiscal policy, and I really am a fan of this guy. Um, and he's been on online so much, like his podcast is pretty popular, and he weighs in on things so often that it's kind of like one of those things where I don't feel like someone. First of all, he doesn't seem like he's faking it, and also it'd be hard to fake it that effectively for years and years and years under public scrutiny. But anyway, uh, yeah, so he's he's likely going to be the Libertarian candidate for president in 2024. And if he does run, then I'll vote for him. That's interesting. Um, I did want to say this, that just because I mentioned that I voted for Trump, but like, you know, the January 6th hearings are going on. And just seeing this presidency, and it's just like this. This is whole. The whole thing is madness. Like we've finally come to the point where we're manifesting our insanity, because the people that we're putting into office are not really good people. Yeah, <laughs> um, which is not a surprise by anyone's metrics. Yeah, you know, it's we're like just getting back at each other. Like most Democrats do not like Joe Biden as a person. Yeah, and he's not even a. He's not even a great Democrat. Like, he, he talks about trans and abortion and whatever, you know, the hot-button issues enough that he can come off like a Democrat. But, like, his fiscal policy, his foreign policy, he's a Republican. You know, he's a Republican on everything that nations are built on. Because nations aren't built on, you know, whether a boy can compete as a girl in a swim competition or... You know, I'm not, I'm not saying these things aren't important, and I think that they can attack the undergirding of, of a society... But it's like the things that a government is built on is like currency and war. And he's like Biden is a Republican on those things. So you basically had a Republican who's anti-trans running against a Republican who's pro-trans. Mm. And uh, yeah, so I, I but it's one of those things where, you know, you would look at a Republican and you would say, hey, maybe it's good for you that Biden won. That's what I say. Because... Like, he's not going to have control of a very uh, economically secure country. And so a lot of the bad stuff that's going to happen... I mean, he's done a lot of bad on his own. But also, it's a hard time to govern. And so he's going to look like an oaf. And apparently, a lot of Democrats are jumping ship. And they're uh, transitioning to the Republican Party in their... How they're registered. Yeah, the best argument for the Republican Party was Joe Biden (laughs) as president. Um, How long? Yeah. I mean, all Trump has to do is say, if I'm elected, I will reopen the Keystone Pipeline, and I guarantee that by 2026, gas will be under $3 again. Yeah. And he'll win. But what do you think about the, the January 6th, though? Those hearings? Because I think that might uh, damper his... I Honestly, I have not been covering the hearings, but the whole thing has always felt like kind of retarded to me because it's like look (laughs) the man was the commander-in-chief of the military if he wanted a coup he would have had a coup you know it's like it's january 6th he's still president for another two weeks yeah he could have definitely called in the national guard you know called in the secret service and taken all of that by force yeah It, it and instead he's like no i'm gonna call up my good friend q and get him to post on 4chan so that 200 losers you know, with buffalo hats are going <sighs> to... That's how I'm going to do it. It's like, no, if he wanted to take over, yeah, I think he would have done something a lot more drastic. I think the reaction he did, or had, because he's, he's got a big ego. And that was... Yeah. That was in re, that's a reaction that a person with a big ego would have. <clears throat> yeah. 
is on par with a lot of the reactions I've been seeing about uh, people responding to the Supreme Court and what they have yeah. decided. And it's like, do you guys want this system well, or do you not want yeah, this system? Because my, my big thing, and again, I have not been following the hearings <clears throat> as closely as maybe a lot of other people have, but it's like with the January 6th, was it, okay, was it Trump saying, I know that I lost and still I'm going to seize this by force was it that or was it him saying i doubt whether or not i really lost i think it's i think it's that one. I th yeah i'm, I'm convinced it's that yeah, I'm, I, and i'm not like he definitely that. wasn't presidential about it but again the idea that he was trying to plot a coup it's like the man is the is the commander-in-chief of the american armed forces if he wanted to plot a coup he could have plotted a coup and instead it's like look uh, wasn't it like didn't a bunch of texas republicans say that they're questioning whether or not they should acknowledge Biden as president yeah. because he won after many states changed their electoral processes without legislation. Like there was no legislation to say, and now we're going to do mail-in ballots and mm -hmm. now we're going to do X, Y, Z. That was the argument uh, made. Clarence Thomas was actually wanting to take that up. He said it was very troubling. Is that what he's under fire again? Uh, under fire for now? No, he's under fire for after the, the Supreme Court, he's saying that we should check into gay rights, like marriage rights, and... Huh. and oh, yes. He's saying that? Uh, yes. Yeah, contraception really? yes. and yeah. all that stuff. I did uh, that. Okay, so I heard about the Obergefell decision, gay marriage. I didn't I didn't know it was Thomas. That doesn't really surprise me, though. But contraception as well? The legality yeah. of contraception? Mm -hmm. Like contracep contraception laws and all that stuff. I don't know that it will go there. I don't know what's going to happen. But I think the way that they're looking at all of it is just being like, are we overstepping the bounds of the constitution? Yeah. The Not, 10th amendment, man, yeah. the 10th amendment is like, Hey, if, if we didn't mention it, the States should handle it. Right. And it's like, what people don't understand is, is that it's not saying, okay, this can never happen anymore. The Supreme court do not make laws or the Supreme court does not make laws. Yeah. I should say. Um, that's, that's the legislative branch. Yeah. People don't understand their government. And that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, look, this didn't make abortion illegal. It just gave the rights to the state. Yeah. And if you don't like that, then, you know, like you're you're out of your mind. Like yeah. either you want to be a, a person under a strong government or you don't. <clears throat> well, and, and it's the thing is these people claim to. I'm not saying I'm pro-democracy, but it's like these people claim to love democracy. It's like, well, then do you really think that, you know, people in Alabama should have to build their abortion legislation and practices based off of what? california believes because you know california is going to dominate the the federal the national conversation why not let the alabamians okay. decide what the law is going to be for them and the californians decide for california so it's like you're returning the hand the power back to the hands of the people yeah you know yeah. and what the, the federal government's there too is just is just to keep order you know um, um i think a, more than that but like in these instances you know because that's what people don't understand is that, I mean, well, I guess they, if, if it's not constitutional, I don't know how you pass a law, even though it's not protected. I guess you would amend the constitution. Yeah. So you still have that option. Well, the big thing is, yeah, you could. That'd that's be, not going to happen anytime soon. incredibly difficult. You need, yeah. you need some kind of supermajority in, in, in the, the House Democrats and Senate. And the Democrats are about to lose anything. That yeah. Well, no one's going to have a super, I don't, I don't think Republicans are going to get a supermajority no. after the midterms. But, uh, oh, what was I going to say? You just said something. Um, 
make an amendment. The legislative, like, can you make a law if it's, un, if it's declared unconstitutional? Dang it, I lost, I lost it. Um, yeah, I, 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 this is just the problem the way we think about our governments. We, we make the president a celebrity. And, oh, and he, the idea that originally in the Constitution, really the, the main big two things that the country, that the national government was supposed to be doing okay. was handling currency, currency and war. War. Like, if we need to declare war, then that's the whole government. Like, if we need to declare war on a foreign country, like England, War of 1812 or whatever, and then, it, and then it's like, okay, Georgia's not going to have its own currency. It's not like when you go from Georgia to South Carolina, you have to exchange your Georgia money for South Carolina money. It's no, it's just there's going to be one U.S. currency. Yeah. So managing currency and uh, declaring war, that's what the national government is for. Everything else, education, um, you know, land management, resource management, like everything else is going to be the, the responsibility of the states. And slowly the national government took more and more responsibility for itself. And it's one of those things where historically that only goes one way. It's, you know, if, if the national government says, now I'm going to handle this, now I'm going to handle this. They never go, okay, I've done my job and now I'm going to return that power back to the people or to the states. So it's what, just, it continually centralizes. What was the point of the legislative branch in that instance? To make laws. Just regarding war and currency? Um, that's, that's what I'm trying to get at. Well, it? the thing is, like, currency could be, like, uh, railroad trade between states or, so, like, interstate commerce or, uh, like, tariffs on imported goods from it. When I say currency, it's not just like, oh, and then we printed, you know, a, another million dollars this year. It's like currency and financial policy is incredibly uh, litigious and complicated. So it could be, like... Um, you know, ma managing how they were going to collect money from the states, because that's originally how the federal government got money. They didn't tax people's incomes. They charged the states. And uh, so there's a lot to it. Right, because all these amendments happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would, I, would, uh, I would like to go back to that. That'd be better. Well, and kind of, but then it's like, look, I think it's a good thing that the Constitution has a 13th Amendment that says, I don't care what the people of Alabama say, you can't have slaves, you know? On the issue... Because on the issue, I agree, I don't like how the federal government went about it. And, mm. and that's what I worry about. It's because like, if you're on the wrong side of that... Yeah. You know, so that's the problem with that I have. Well, and the idea is every other Western country was able to abolish slavery without a bloody civil war and that's till this day the most bloody war that we've been involved in mm -hmm. like we, we we killed more americans died in the civil war yeah. than in any other war yeah which is crazy we went through two world wars i mean we were a little late to we got one. in late to kind of both of them or not late to world war ii but the tail end of 41 a lot of dying had already been done and then <laughs> and then you know once you start bringing in russian numbers yeah the like, russians definitely took <laughs> I I wonder if half of the people who died in World War Two were Russians. I think I think the number is something like that. Like Russia is half of the deaths, and then the other half is Germany, France, England, the United States, Japan, China, like every other country yeah. that was involved. Yeah. All right. So yeah. actually, yeah. Wow. Holy crap. So, um, hundred and sixty-four Russians died, and the second closest. <laughs> Wait. Stop. 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 <laughs> one hundred and sixty-four. What? 
Total. million. No, it's not 164. No, I'm uh, saying like one like I'm saying that's the population. I'm saying that's the population of the people. 164 okay. million. No. Uh, so did Sojo's uh was uh two. Wow, hundred thousand one million. No, that can't be right. Do you want me to read it for you? Yeah, hang on, look here. Well, that's a did, dark did, background. We <laughs> have so no light. It's a light, light, night mode and the font is dark so gray. Those, that's World War One. Yes, did, did he say World no, War I? No, World War One. they World left II. early. They quit that war halfway through because they had a communist uprising. A revolution. They still lost a lot. A revolution, as the Russians say. Mm-hmm. Okay, here. World War II casualties by country. Okay, I'll find out. Do, 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 do. You guys can keep talking. Who's the guy from uh, Joe Rogan who does this? Jamie. Jamie. You gotta Jamie. be, you gotta just watch. Yeah, here, pull Jamie. that up, Jamie. <laughs> like, okay, so in, uh, yeah, so Russia, an average lost about 20 to 27 million. China, uh, lost between 15 to 20 million. Jeez, right Okay. There. That's where most of the. I mean, you know, are. there's a lot of Chinese France people. Lost. It's the lowest. You, you know that uh, of the deadliest wars ever fought, I think China, of the deadliest 10 wars ever fought, like where the most people died, China fought in nine of them. And I think five of them were only in China. In China, yeah. It's like the the, the Tang Rebellion or something is one. It's like, I've never even heard of these. And it's like in the Tang Rebellion, more people died than in all of World War One. Yeah. And I've never even heard. Or, I mean, now I have, but. And that was like, obviously, it was in the way back. No, no, no. That no? or maybe it wasn't called the Tang Rebellion. This was in like. The late 1800s, because it was actually no, no, no. Okay, it's because I I would remember that. But this is like uh, it had something to do with a guy who claimed that he was the reincarnated Jesus, and he started a cult. Oh, Uh, Taipei, the Taipei Rebellion. No, no, I I don't remember. Uh, Wikipedia, it U.S. did not lose that many people. Yeah, well, you're saying in World War Two, yeah. Yeah, well, and also at the end, we ended it with nukes, so otherwise it would have been a lot higher. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, there's how do we there. get on that? Um, I don't actually remember. Oh, because of the Civil War. Civil We're War. talking about Civil yeah. Wars. And because this country might be uh, tearing itself apart. It's, it's tearing I, I don't think that's how we got on it, but I I think that's what we talking a about good other thing to discuss. Well, we talk- did in the yeah. past. I don't think there's ever going to be a Civil War. I, I think it's hard to imagine the United States. Like, what would it look like for the United States to go into a civil war? Because part of me is like, I could imagine us balkanizing, where we turn into maybe 50 different countries. Yeah. Or maybe, ooh, like, ooh. okay, I think the United States and Canada need to do some shuffling. So I think that California, Oregon, Washington, and British Columbia should be a country. Just call it Pacifica, you know? Um, everything from Alaska to Florida, the whole red swath, should be a country. And then the Great Lakes, New England, uh, and like, what, Newfoundland, Quebec. Or, no, Quebec needs to be its own country. But then like, Ontario. Bring it back to the French. And they can fight about it. Because they love and hate each other. Sure. So basically you have like three countries. You have the northeastern blue. Canada. You have the western blue, mm-hmm. and then you have the the giant chunk in the middle and the south that's red. Okay. Yeah. What do you do with the nukes? Exactly. You I leave them where they are, which is mostly in the red. <laughs> mostly in silos in Nevada and, uh, you know. 
if I worry that if we have that kind of civil unrest intention that other players out there are going to take their chance, shoot their shots, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Try to take advantage of the world political situation. I will say, um, I th I'm, not, I'm not afraid of China. I don't think China is stable enough to really try something like that right now. They seem like they're having a very difficult time, especially with COVID, but just with a lot of things um, economically. And so if anyone I think it would actually be Russia, uh, man, I got some guys, I need to talk to you about a, a couple of these guys. So the guy from the church, and then there's also a guy at my gym who they're really into Russian geopolitics. And the, they've, the they've been the Moldovan guy, and then this other guy's Brazilian. Uh, what are the names? I'll tell you later. Oh, I just uh, wanted to see if it was Moldovan sound. The Moldovan yeah. guy's name is Serge. Vodka. Serge the Moldovan. Yeah. That's what his or name is. Vodka. You're so bad. <laughs> Vodka. Wouldn't that be Russian? Oh, yeah, shoot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's as far as your political your yeah. geography. If you can point to Moldova on a map. He couldn't even read the numbers. I'll give you a job. <laughs> Listen, it was. A little with it. Oh, 164 <laughs> Russians died in World War II. What's it? I'm going to Like, yeah, a minute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't crazy like they still haven't taken over Ukraine? <laughs> I just looked it up. It's like no progress. No, there's progress. Except for that Turkey. Turkey. Denied NATO. No, Turkey oh. is now supporting Turkey, Sweden, Sweden, Sweden. and uh, Finland. Well, Sweden, Sweden and Finland just Finland, joined NATO. Finland they just joined Sweden. it. But Turkey pisses me yeah. off. Well, because I'm like, they, they love to play the middleman. And it's like, you just need to go. Yeah. I'm sorry. For the Turks out there, but honestly, you're just Anatolians. You're not actually Turks. That probably pissed them off. Yeah, look, anymore. it says Tokyo um, dropped uh, removing a major bundle to joining NATO. Okay. Yeah, they they dropped yeah, their okay. opposition. Position. Okay, yeah. Which means now Finland yeah. and Sweden are probably going to join NATO. Yeah, they, they yeah. Are, yeah. Oh, well, Sweden not did. Well, the Prime Minister spoke said like it was it was difficult to do, but it was the right decision. Man, I I do not agree. I do not agree that it was the right decision to put Finland. I don't think any former Soviet states should be in NATO. I think so that's Sweden's just not, Finland is. You're just uh, taunting the tiger, you know. I'm just surprised Russia hasn't. I'm not trying to go off topic, but I'm just shocked they haven't taken over yet. It's because they haven't declared war. It's still a special operation. It's illegal to say it's a war in Russia. So they're doing it with limited limited resources. They don't have enough people to just take over Ukraine, but their their goals, they are, you know, it, it is taking time, and they're doing it in a very bloody manner. But they're getting their goals. They're, they, I mean, I I watch a guy on YouTube who is Ukrainian, and he has a map, and he's always updating with units and stuff. And it's like about every week or every other week, the Russians are taking more and more ground. No, I believe mm. that. I'm just and surprised. It's slow and steady. Slow, slow and steady. And yeah, people who think that Putin is dumb or a klutz or whatever, it's like... At your own peril, you think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because this is the thing. You can We're... think he's evil, but just like Hitler, don't think he's stupid. You know? Yeah. Who they have in power is an ex-KGB agent. Who we have in power <laughs> is an ex-human. Is an ex-human, <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know if you guys want to continue. I don't, I don't need to change the subject. No, that's fine. Um, well, 
I don't know if you have anything more. On, on no, the... just like I think it's gonna be fascinating to see where our country goes as far as like further. It's probably just gonna get further divided because of this issue. Um, people are already just so loud and foaming at the mouth over this and other issues. And I think it's going to get worse. And I think you're right. It might lead to other countries, uh, licking their chops as they look at us, tear ourselves apart. And it's like, there's going to be a cadaver over there soon for us to sink our teeth into. We, we kept saying this and this just keeps proving more and more true, but like this has to be a movie. Yeah. Because everything that could... That could, I don't. I don't want to just say go wrong, but that just could be an issue. Well, that's starting to be. An I issue. know. I know it sounds cliche, but you look at the Roman Empire, and people have been saying this since I was in grade school. Like, oh, you know, America's following the route of the Roman Empire. It's like, no. Now I think we really have a grounds for saying that. Like sexual degradation, uh, financial decadence, economic collapse, the inflation and devaluation of your own currency on purpose. For the purpose of placating people with stimulus packages, bread, circuses, etc. Um, and unnecessary wars. Like the fighting of unnecessary wars. Like Russia was involved in... Or Russia. Uh, Rome was involved in places that it didn't need to. It was expending resources that it should have been spending on stabilizing its own populace. And the same thing for us. Like us being in Afghanistan. Us being involved backing the Saudis in Yemen. Like, there's, there's just way too many things that we're focusing on outside of our walls when we should be trying to uh, bolster up our own culture and people. Mm-hmm. So, as Rome fell, I think... It, like, think about it. in 2,000 years ago, if you lived in, what's today, Spain or Italy or Greece or Syria or Egypt or Algeria, you spoke Latin, mm-hmm. you know? And so, in 2,000 years, imagine if... You know, Georgia and California and Wisconsin are all different languages. Yeah. You know? Well, they kind of are. They kind of are, but like they're... I don't understand what a big is. They all read the same books. (laughs) You guys want to hear these 12 states, though? Uh, Abortion is illegal. Is illegal? Illegal. Yep, that's totally... Go ahead, Jamie. Hit us with this. Uh, there are no exceptions for weapon incest. It's Arkansas. 12. Arkansas. Arkansas. Kentucky, <laughs> Louisiana, Missouri, Ohio, Oklahoma. Ohio, that's Ohio, a surprise. Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Louisiana, Utah. Didn't you say twelve? You said Louisiana twice. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Uh, are you so? Yeah, that's saying it. these are twelve states where where. Abortion is completely illegal with no exceptions? Yeah, that's what it says. Like, what? No, I don't... Because no uh, in Texas, for... isn't it like a six-week law? Okay, hang on. Each one like says something. you can have abortions... Uh, what, as it says here, is each one says that, uh, there are no exceptions for... Yeah, read, read, read what it says for okay. Texas. It says... Abortion has been completely, almost completely banned almost, since, uh, yeah. since September 2021 with a six-week cutoff. But the yeah. trigger ban enacts a law that prohibits all abortions. Except ah. in a case of life-threatening emergency for the pregnant person. The law is expected to take effect after 30 days after a formal judgment by the Supreme Court. So as opposed to release opinion. Yeah. There are no exceptions for rape and incest. So don't you think it's awesome that we now are expected to say pregnant people? Instead of women? Like pregnant women? It's pregnant um, people? Um, 
and then there's there some funny. states like persons all, with a uterus obviously these states are protected california alaska all that stuff alaska uh, yeah it's protected and no, this uh, makes sense the states that are likely to be uh banned uh is like florida is one of them which i don't think it will be i think there'll be have, stricter laws have, have you seen the uh, have you seen the what is a woman documentary I did watch some of it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Actually. I'm, really I'm good. interested. You've you've heard of it, right? No. Really? Yeah. It's like a guy from Ben Shapiro's ilk, where he goes around like he goes to a bunch of women's marches and almost like the louder with Crowder like changed my mind thing. Yeah. But he just goes up with a he goes up with a microphone. And he's like, okay, you're at a women's march like about feminism, women's rights. I'm just wondering if you can answer this question for me. What is a woman? And like you just watch people fumble all over themselves because they're trying not to say it's a person with a uterus yeah or <laughs> two x chromosomes one guy's like what does he mean he's like well like i'm a gay man so like he's like well, i don't really think you... it's my place yeah. to say he's like okay he's like what does that mean he's like well, i think you should ask a woman or a trans man but like a man cannot tell you what a woman is and he's like so like what is a cat he's like yeah <laughs> the guy did this he's just like yeah, this was my mistake coming up here. Like, <laughs> <away>. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're just going further and further down that route, man. <sighs> what an interesting time to be alive. Yep. Well, again, for the uh, the, uh, the people a thousand years from now who hear this recording, like it'll be this. It was. Uh, it's. It sounds more interesting than it was. It was. Yeah. Well, it was above. very quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Like it'll be podcast. We solved abortion. <laughs> we solved abortion. Right. Yes, you can actually say that it actually resolved itself. Uh, <laughs> No. It's made a step. To Didn't resolve. you start this podcast off by saying that it was? I mean, like, like ill-informed people to say that we solved it or we won. Yeah. Well, I don't mean that uh, we solved it as as far as like it's a victory. Or anything. Oh, you said it was naive. Yeah, but what I'm saying so is naive? that we solved it is that there is some sort of resolution that's happened from a topic we never yeah. usually have a resolution because it's still ongoing it's just because it's just the three of us it's just the three yeah, it's of us it is guys i'm not telling you but like it is nice wow miguel no i'm not I saying i'm sorry that was not, but that's you. not what i meant i'm saying it's, <laughs> I, I like it when it's less people mm. no again I, I i agree i think three people i would like to do a couple two person i'm guessing you're but... gonna edit this no i'd, I'd oh. be up for doing more with fewer people but i also do like doing it the big group yeah all right love you guys love you